going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean. 7 out of 4 if you want to get all tactical. I mean, it is 5.30 on the dot on the East Coast. 2.30 in the West Coast. 4.30 Tennessee time, which, of course, ends its time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live, and it's a it's an intimate show. It's just the two of us. It's myself and Stevie. 11-game slate. NBA just locked, by the way. I had the NBA scramble. Uh, good times for sure. And just before this, I was doing a, a sports card show. We do a sports card show here at Rotor Grinders TV, so... I may, if anything goofy happened in baseball in the last hour and a half, I've dug into this late earlier. I don't know if anything weird has happened. I don't know if J.D. Martinez is in the lineup. I don't know if Acuna is. I'll pull up the RG lineup page in just a second. But uh, how are things in your world, Stevie? Uh, how are we feeling about the slate? Acuna is not in the lineup. J.D. Martinez is not in the lineup. Um, okay. Everything's good, man. I like you. Uh, my my son fell right before the show, so like my head's somewhere else. But um, I'm good. I'm ready to break down the slate. I'm with you. And uh, like you said, it's a two-man booth, man. Like, um, fun times. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not a full slate. It's not 15 games. We don't need we don't need three people clogging up the screen. We're 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 uh, we're enough for the show, I suppose. Oh, like and subscribe. What's up, YouTube? Feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, we do appreciate that. It helps out with analytics and all. That's way too technical for me, but apparently that's how channels grow. If you get likes and subscribes, that's my understanding, Stevie. So yeah, there you go. You can graze it. You can caress. You can tap. You can smash. Whatever ads that you want to use as far as hitting the like button, it's all yours. Have at it. Uh, I have not seen anything goofy as far as weather. At least there wasn't earlier today. I'm pulling up Ross. I imagine this is around the time where he updates his page. Uh, I'm guessing everything looks working. good. Yeah, everything yeah. looks good. All right. And is anything popping from a weather edge perspective? Um, you know what? I haven't looked at that yet. There was one game that I did want to check up. Um, the Dodgers, uh, Grant brought up on the podcast that it was going to be like hot in LA, but it looks like it's. Um, not going to be hot, and um, Weather Edge tells us that we're going to see negative home runs there. So, um, yeah, nothing really popping. I think one of the interesting, one of the most interesting things is, um, you know, Minnesota Chicago. I, I like uh, that game a little bit, um, and like we're seeing, you know, red on Weather Edge, and like that's not what you want to see. No, that's not what you want to see. And uh, let's see, what's the Fifty-five game sample size for what it's worth, a negative sixteen percent homers. And you mentioned the Dodgers; uh, it's a big sample, three hundred forty-seven games. There's nothing to do with who's pitching; it's strictly weather-related uh, and how games have played out with similar weather. And three hundred forty-five previous previous samples, uh, a, a hit of uh, eight point five percent as far as homers. There was one I thought I thought there was a jump. Uh, yeah, Baltimore plus nine point eight percent as far as homers. Uh, Kansas City plus nine point seven percent as far as homers. That's ninety-seven games. And that's 97 games that Matt Harvey didn't partake in, I imagine. So you adjust your uh, projections accordingly. And you know what, Stevie? People are like, well, what are they showing off? What is this weather edge? It's Ross Weather Tool. You can buy it a la carte, but it comes free with your RG subscription. So there you go. Get the whole deal. You get to – and I, 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 don't, I know he was keeping track of it last year as far as, like, wins and losses, and he would just kind of make a wagers, I want to say, on the SharpSide app, just kind of, like, you know, track it. and I remember him saying it was in the positive. I don't know what he's doing with it this year, to be honest. I don't want to speak for him. He can speak for himself. He's going to be on later on Crunch Time with one cheese is good. Dave Potts will tell you what's going on weather-wise. And then Dave Potts, of course, will give you all the baseball-related information. I mentioned the SharpSide app, Stevie. Uh, did you have a winner for us today? I, I, did not, uh, I didn't call mine out yesterday, but mine was a winner for the record. I just forgot to tell the people. I kept it all to myself. But what do you have for me? Yeah, man, I um I took the over in the Minnesota Chicago White Sox game, uh, currently sitting at nine. Uh, I think that's a game that you know we're gonna see more than nine runs scored. Hopefully, um, you know Michael Pineda coming back, 
Dallas Keuchel doesn't really strike anybody else against that um, high-powered Minnesota offense. So uh, I went with the over in that game. Um, I, I think that I'm hoping we can, um, you know, see a bad Michael Pineda who likes to leave the ball over the plate. We're just seeing Michael Pineda for the first time, and it's really hard to sort of gauge what's he, what he's going to be. He's coming back from a – was it a substance issue, I believe, or something? He was, doctor, he was doing something. I don't know what is, what is exactly. He had a big suspension, uh, just an easy way of saying that, I suppose. And, you know, he's got to face those Chicago power bats, and Pineda's a guy who leaves a lot of strikes over the plate, and also, you know, he could be reverse splitsy too and facing all those power righties. Probably not the rest of the best recipe, not the softest of landing spots to come back here against Chicago. And that was my pick yesterday, for the record. Uh, I like Chicago, and they were minus 140, I think, exactly on the dot. And that's important. And I'm sure uh, Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, he showed you guys in the screen, like if you get a streak of six or more, and then it goes like in different brackets, six or more, and then you get, uh, I think, five or $10 for FanDuel dollars. And then uh, you get longer streaks. The most longer your streak gets, the more money you, you make off of that. And again, that should be up on the screen for you guys to take a look at. Uh, but it's key to remember in order for your lock bets, and you have to hit the lock button, obviously, uh, it's got to be minus 140 or less. It can't be – you can't lock in the Dodgers and get credit for that. You can't pick the 3-1 the to one favorites, the minus 300s. It doesn't work that way. And uh, the biggest favorite you can take is minus 140 or less. So minus 140, minus 120, minus 130. If you want to take a dog, by all means, have at it. That works too. But, uh, yeah, just in case people are not aware, follow that uh, SharpSide app. I imagine the link's going to be dropped in chat as well. Devin's all over it. Uh, screenshot. What do we have as far as the slate to, today, Stevie? Because my my screenshot is bats. Not many arms. Bats. Yeah, like, I, I think, um, you know, there are some top-end options. Um, obviously, like, Nola, Corbin, like, they have tremendous upside. If Urias would were to pitch deeper, like he has upside as well. He just doesn't really pitch deep. So like I'm with you. I'm I'm more focused on like bats. Um you know, I play one to three lineups a day and like I I built my three lineups before we actually got started here. Um and like I didn't have to reach for anything. I got everything that I wanted out of the three teams that I like today. Um and I like Limblum just makes it so much easier. Like Hauser was a good option too when we when we had thought that it was going to be him, but like Limblum being there, Valdez, Plezik, like there's just so many guys like under nine k on DraftKings um, that like are just standout obvious plays um, that have tremendous upside. All right, you didn't mention him. You kind of skipped over him. It's not the best matchup necessarily, but I would argue the best pitcher. Just like if all things created, uh, you know, being equal as far as the intangibles is Aaron Nola. Now he's the most expensive I guy. I mentioned so. him. Oh, did you? My apologies. <laughs> You're, it's a two-man show and you're still not paying attention, Dean. <laughs> I, I heard all the other names. But I didn't hear Nola. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Don't, so DK versus Fando. I'm not sure if you're playing a DK exclusive or not, but uh, I'm sort of going back and forth on Fando and I might chop my lineups over there as far as my main pitcher. But um, right now, it's not Nola. It's, um, it's Valdez. It's a little bit cheaper. And he's even... Just, even got a better price over on DK. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second. But let's kind of work our way down. Talk to me about Nola against Washington, you know, best pitcher. I think I rostered him just one time this year, but one where he got absolutely his face punched in, unfortunately. But can't hold that against him. It's Daily Fantasy Sports, Stevie. All we care about is today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, not two weeks ago when he blew up my lineups. Uh, tell me why you like Nola tonight. Like, I, I think Nola is the most talented pitcher on the slate. Um, I think a lot of people would, you know, tend to agree with that. Um but like when we're when we're looking at like the matchups on this slate for everybody, like 
you know, it's hard not to just kind of pay down and get the bats that you want. Um, you know, if I had money, like if I have money, I play Nola. Like in cash games, I probably play Nola. Um, you know, like Lindblom's so cheap, and like Valdez is so cheap. Like you can make the argument just to go to those guys, like that, and even in cash games. So, um, I think Nola's the most talented pitcher. He's been fantastic this season. Um, like so, if you want to pay up for him, by all means, pay up for him. We have a ton of cheap bats, like Naylor's minimum salary, Nyquan's you know, really cheap, Hayward's really cheap, like. <laughs> Um, but let's just be honest. There's a ton of cheap bats. There's plenty of ways to go. Um, DK makes know, it for, so easy. Like you really can't yeah. get whatever you want. Uh, on Fanduel though, like yeah, go ahead. It, it's Valdez for me. Like I have some Limblum too. Like just because he's so cheap, and I think he has just as much upside. But I don't know if you read expert survey today or not, Dean. But like my hot take is Valdez is going to throw a no hitter tonight. So like, oh, wow, that is I, that is scalding. Like, I do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I think that like that's the type of upside that he has today. And it's a little bit tougher for Nola matchup-wise. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so Nola against Washington. Uh, if you stretch it back the last two years, I'm pulling up the plate IQ here as far as Nola. You know, 28%, 28% K rate, really, really good. A 9% walk rate, eh, a little concerning. It's not, that's not obviously ideal necessarily. Uh, Thames in the lineup, a lot of power, but also he strikes out a good bit, 29.9%. Uh, you got Taylor. I called out Michael A. Taylor yesterday for striking out a ton, and he banged out a homer on me. So, right, egg on my face. Uh, I'm still going to say it's great to see him in the lineup because, in theory, he's a couple Ks on layaway. Uh, 22.5% collectively, so it's not a great strikeout lineup. Uh, Turner is a contact hitter. Soto's contact and power is, you know, he checks all the wrong boxes for you. Howie Kendrick is another just professional hitter, and he's getting better and better the older he gets, it seems. Um, so it's not the perfect lineup to see as far as K's outside of, uh, you know, Taylor and, you know, Garcia, the youngster is only striking at what, 10.8% in a small sample size. So that pushes Noah down a little bit. And you're talking about on Fandle specifically, and Hey, you like the guy that's going to throw a no hitter. And I saw somebody in chat asking about it. Your can't, your cash pitcher. And for me, the, the, the cap is a lot tighter on Fandle. Uh, Valdez, I want to say is $300 cheaper than Nola. And he's got a better matchup than Nola. So that's probably going to be my cash game guy. It's where it's at right now in my shell lineup. And I assume that's where you're at as well, too, if you just got to pick one of them. Like, I'm not playing cash tonight. If I was okay. playing cash tonight, it would be Valdez. Yeah, I mean, you said he's going to throw in a hitter. And, like, yeah. you look at that lineup, it's like, well, who's going to get a hit off him? Which guy? <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know who it's going to be. Now, <laughs> I will Texas. say, like, you know, you, you're talking a lot about FanDuel and, like, you know, when you look at you look at projected ownership on FanDuel, um, I was what are we seeing? Back up, like you know, you see Nola at twenty two percent, you see Valdez at twenty eight percent, Limblom at like fourteen percent. Like I, I feel like that's doable. Um, you know, it's still really high relative to like how many arms we have on the slate. But like the the lineups that you can build with him on FanDuel, um, you could just you could play anybody you want pretty much. Um, so, like in tournaments. I definitely see going down to Limblum on FanDuel and just, you know, kind of being different that way. Um, but there's also another cheap guy that I don't hate on DraftKings um, that we'll talk about, I guess, when we get there. Yeah, so let's have the Limblum conversation. Stretching back to last year, the Ks are great, obviously, 31.3%. The walk's not very good, 10.4%. We didn't pitch in the bigs last year, Dean. Well, is that this this year and last year? Okay, just just this year, he was in the KBO the last two years. That's right. Well, it's the same numbers, but yeah, okay. I was tra- I was putting the hitters on there too. I'm on the plate IQ, but fa- that's a fair point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. I remember he was in the KBO, and just sort of like, yeah. All 
All right. Um, my concern is, you know, how many baseballs is he going to throw? Milwaukee as an organization, they have a good bullpen, and as an organization, they seem to have decided that they don't let their pitchers go like a third time around. That's just a, as a collective. Now, granted, they don't have like a Garrett Cole or a horse like that, but, you know, Limb of his last game, four innings, 75 pitches. Before that, four innings, 68 pitches. Before that, five innings and 90 pitches. We love that. Uh, before that, four innings, 88 pitches. You're begging. You're begging for five innings uh, for a chance to get that W. Um, almost definitely is not going to get that quality start. Now, that's not going to make or break you on Fando, especially you can make the argument, and, of course, it's right there. You get to load up on bats, and, okay, my pitcher scores 15 or 20 points less than your pitcher. I'll make up for that with one home run and then some with all the, all the big bats I get the roster. Now, the other part of that is, well, bats are less, less predictive than arms, and the worst bats are going to beat the best bats much more often than the worst arms are going to beat the best arms. But the other part of that is there's not really, like, amazing arms. They're good arms, good Nothing spectacular, not what we saw yesterday. Don't play the results. Garrett Cole was still a good play. Uh, and then we saw, you know, uh, Glassdell crush as well. And there's a couple other guys in that slate that were really, really good as far as the pitchers. So the opportunity cost was greater. So that's kind of my push-pull, Stevie, as far as Lindblom and Vandal. DK, a better play, safer play as an SP2. You get your big arm. And, again, you're not missing out on, like, the top echelon Bieber types today. So – Take me through that, through that thought process because, like you said, Lindblom, you've made the lineups on FanDuel. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do a post-show. But I, I imagine your lineups are stacked. They're everything you want. Like, you yeah. build whatever you want. Like, if you like the Braves like I do, you can easily stack the Braves. So, um, here's the thing about, like, Lindblom's pitch count, right? So, I was I watched a lot of that Pittsburgh game. He walked, um, he walked someone, and then, like, um, Polanco took him deep. And, like, he had struggled with command in the inning before that. So, like, Okay, I'm, he's done. Like, they're going to be quick to pull him if he's not pitching well. Well, the matchup. Like, you got to play the matchup game. Detroit's terrible. Like, they – not only do they strike out a ton, um, they don't have a ton of power in this lineup. So, I could see him going five or six innings here. He hasn't reached six innings. Like, that's a reach. Like, him – like, a hot take is Limblum making six innings because he hasn't done that yet this season. But, yeah, he he could easily go five here. He could easily get the win. Um like he just he his biggest issue is command, um, and like it wasn't a huge issue with him in the KBO. So I, I don't know if we're gonna see maybe some positive regression on those numbers, but um, I do value value tags on lineup HQ on Tuesdays, and like one of my reasoning to, to like writing him up obviously is the matchup, but. Like, if you look into, like, his BABIP and, like, he has a 3.7 XFIP instead of a 6.3 ERA, and it's a lot of it is BABIP-related, very high BABIP. And, you know, for a team that strikes out more than a lot of other teams, um, like, we could see some really big, like, positive regression in the matchup here um, for Limblum. So he's going to be massive chalk. Like, he's going to be super popular. He's going to be over 25%. Is that Vandal or DK? Okay, DraftKings. Okay, I think yeah, like Vandal. I don't think he gets that high because you know I I think it's really easy to fit in Valdez on Fanduel, and I think he'll be massive chalk over there. So, um, but yeah, like just overall, like look at the lineup. Like there's there are six guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over twenty six percent this season. Like you know, and everyone's over nineteen percent. Like you're you're not going to have another matchup like that tonight. Yeah, so another thing to your point, we're looking at the plate IQ right now as well, and I have it just for this season as far as those Detroit hitters. And somebody in chat's asking, why are you picking on Detroit? This is why you're picking on Detroit, 
Uh, you talked about one of, what is Lindblom's uh, one of his biggest issues, 10.4% walk rate, right? Collectively, this team, Detroit, they strike out a ton, and they, and they don't walk. They the swing at junk. <laughs> it's, it's Goodrum and Cabrera at 9% and 10.9%. That's pretty solid. That's pretty good. But collectively this year, it's 5.5%. That's a horrendous number. And they all strike out at 27.6%. Uh, my issue is how far is he going to go, Limbo, but also how far do you have to have him go, especially when you consider his asking price. Uh, better suited on DK than he is on Fandle, but, I mean, certainly somebody you can play on both sites. Uh, by the way, no Trevor Story in this Colorado lineup. Kevin Pillar is your number two hitter for the Colorado Rockies tonight. How about that? Uh, is I wonder if Gaussman was one of the guys you're considering as an SP2 because I thought he was interesting before. Uh, I mean, I'm just a Gaussman truther, for better or for worse. Uh, was he the cheapie you were talking about or not so much? Just so, I think um, I think it definitely depends on the site. You know, looking at, like, Gaussman, I, I think he's in play. Like, it, it's still in course. Like, he's pitched great this season. Like, he, he looks great. Um, like, on FanDuel, I think he is someone you could potentially pivot off of Limblum because you know – that you're going to get more pitches from Gaussman. Um, if he's pitching well, they, they've let him go over 100 pitches a couple times this season. So, like, realistically, like, if you want to play him over on FanDuel to be different, I, I think, like, that is obviously an option. Um, I like Ian Anderson a lot on on DraftKings uh, to kind of pivot off of Limblum. Like, the Red Sox lineup without JD, they traded some guys away. Like, no Mitch Moreland, who he's been the best hitter in this lineup. No Pilar. Like, no Pilar, but, like, Pilar, like, I don't think that's too much of a downgrade. But, like, a lot of young hitters, like, a lot of these guys are AAA guys. They're they're getting at bats because of injuries, because of trades. Like, Ian Anderson could go out and pitch a really solid game here. Like, his MO is ground ball with some strikeout upside, um, you know, a big prospect with the Raves. Like, why, why not Ian Anderson? Like, I get the love for Limblum, and I understand that. Um, but like looking at this lineup overall, like you have to have a little interest. Like this is the number two prospect in the Braves organization, a team that pumps out prospects. Like it's going out of style. Like you got to respect all that. You got to respect like how good of pitcher this guy has the potential to be. Yeah. Uh, big arm. Uh, and like a lot of young pitchers, big arm, but he has control issues. Um, you know, yeah, but it's the same argument we just made for Limblum, right? Like, look at the walk rate on all these guys that are playing for the Red Sox tonight. They're all free swingers. So I'm a Red Sox fan. I watch them way too much. They chase like no JD is a huge upgrade in this lineup. I didn't know Munoz was a Red Sox. uh, Just learning this right now. Uh, was he <laughs> was he at their alternate site or something, or is he played this uh, year? Listen, um, I, I I can't tell you what what to expect. Like like we know what Munez is. Like we watched him with the Cardinals. What was it last yeah. year? Um, he's he's not a walk guy. He's not a power guy. Like it's just yeah. Last year and one hundred. I didn't know backs. he was with the Red Sox until this morning. Yeah, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> well, yesterday I learned that Jordy Mercer is a Yankee. I'm like Jordy Mercer is a Yankee. I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> every single day, it's like oh, I was not. A, I feel like okay, well, we don't have Triple A. We don't have minor league baseball. It's hard to know who's where um, when they're in the alternative sites and stuff. Yeah, and that'll explain why. Oh, did the, what's his name not crack the lineup today? Bubik or whatever his guy's name. The guy struck out four times yesterday. Is he not in there for Boston? Um, Dahlbeck. Dahlbeck, Dahlbeck's yeah. Who makes mm-hmm. a pitcher for Kansas City? I'm 
I was gonna say, yeah, you got your uh, you got your young guys mixed up there. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck. Why not? not? Like, why is he not in there? Like, just give the guy some some. I know. He, like, like yeah, he's a him. he's a big time prospect too with a ton of raw power. Like, if you're you're you pretty much punted this season. Like, he should be in there every day. Like, let him get at bats. Yeah. Like, what do you have to see? You got to see what you have in Lynn or Munoz. Yep. I mean, come on. What's the point? Um. Yep. All right. Yeah, but you're right. That lineup is bad, and Anderson. He's a guy. It's not going to go. 80 innings or seven innings, you don't need him to do that. You, you know, you want, you're hoping for five or six in the W, and I think the W is on layaway, assuming he pitches okay, because, you know, that Boston pitching staff, God, what was the stat I saw the other day? You might have saw it as far as how many actual starting pitchers have made it, like, to the fifth inning or through five. It's a really low number. They're, they're pitching oh, yeah, the rate good. of, like, guys going through the order three times is, like, at, like we're getting to all-time lows um, this year. Is every game a bullpen game for Boston? It just seems that way. <laughs> they're all they're all bullpen games. Uh, they're rough, man. They're rough. They don't know what to do. Like they don't know what to do. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough season for the um, Boston Red Sox and Boston Red Sox fans. Julio Urias at nine point seven K on DK. Like I cannot talk to that. That's an outrageous price. Uh, to speaking of guys, just they won't let him go deep. It's just not happening. And his K rate's not where you want him to be anywhere. Like he's you know big a big uh prospect tons of hype on him and it hasn't really fully come through and you know he's been okay i guess but you can't justify that price lester at nine four is absurd uh Keiko, i can't do please an interesting one right explain to me on please because uh he's coming back he wasn't he was a part of the whole uh clevenger thing where they broke the, the team rules they didn't trade him away um and well, i guess clevenger tried to hide it and okay please didn't so he was at the alternative site i assume working but we have no to my knowledge, unless I might have missed something, I, I meant to try, try to check that out. Hopefully, you have it for me. If there is anything, maybe chat does. Uh, what is he? What was he doing at the alternative site? Is he stretched out? Is kind of my question because I don't know. I think he's stretched out. Um, I don't like. He admitted it that he did everything they asked him to do. Um, like they traded away Clevenger. Like, and, and Clevenger is not a bad arm by any means. So. Um, obviously they did not like what happened there. I think we're going to see a decent workload. Like it's the Indians. Like if there's one team in baseball that lets their guys go, like Cleveland's that team. So like, if we think that please, going to get 95 pitches against Kansas city, um, like he has to be in the, he has to be in the conversation, but we don't know. Like there's no beat writer report about it. I looked, yeah. I've been looking. Um, we don't know. Nobody knows. Like they, they're being very tight lipped about it. So he could easily go on throw 60 and be like, all right, you threw four or five innings. Um, we saw that you're ready to go. And like, you know, it, it's so like, that's the risk with playing Zach Plesic today. Um, the upsides there, you know, it's a matchup against Kansas city. Look what Bieber did to this team yesterday. Look at the bottom of this order. Like Starling's in huh. there. Lopez is in there. McBroom is in there. Righty, righty. Like, oh. yeah, like the strikeout upside is tremendous. Like he has double digit strikeout upside in this matchup. But he hasn't pitched since the eighth. And like, again, I just don't, he could throw 60 baseballs or he can throw 95 baseballs. And neither would surprise me. He's, oh he yeah. That, that's he's the, the risk. Card. Yeah. Like that. That's the risk. Like the matchup's fantastic. That's the risk. Um, I do have him on one of my three teams. Like I, I think the risk is worth the reward. Um, if he does go 90 pitches, he could put up, you know, 25 to 30 fantasy points. So last two seasons, we check out the matchup here against Kansas City. You know, not a monster K rate. The K rate's bigger this year, 20.3%. The walk rate is at 7.6%. But like you said, this Kansas City lineup, it's loaded with K, Starling at the bottom. 
Uh, you know, McBroom at 31.5%. Collectively at 245 You know, Franco's a contact hitter, and so is Merrifield. Also, Lopez, you know, not a big stick, but he will he'll ground out and he'll pop up and things like that. And he'll spray a single to the left side every once in a while, but uh, not somebody you're afraid of. But like you said, also the W is on layaway, right? Matt Harvey's in the mound. So just, just <laughs> yeah. go five. And, and you, you know, you assume you get that. It's baseball. Weird things happen all the time. And you can hit rockets to right at the fielders and they're outs automatically. And bloops go for singles. And that's just the nature of the game. Uh, question in chat. Is it ridiculous to go Lindblom and Anderson and just load up on all the bats like in cores? Like that's for sure something you can do today. My thought on that is I just don't love it's 12, but I don't love that total. I thought if you forced me, I would bet the under. I'm kind of a Gosman apologist to some degree. Again, there's no story as well, too. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody you can't play chorus. I think there's amazing pivots. We'll talk about the bats in a second. But we talked about Matt Harvey. I like Cleveland. I like the Mets there versus Wojbaum. It gives us so many homers. Um, there's another team I was like, oh, the Braves versus your Red Sox. There's plenty of pivots away from chorus. But, like, is that a plausible way to make a lineup? I'm not going to discourage it because I don't think there's a monster opportunity cost at uh, at pitcher today. So what are your thoughts as far as Lindblom, Anderson, and all the bats? Well, my biggest issue with it is, like, you can go Lindblom or Anderson or Anderson and get, like, Valdez and or Plezak and still get all the bats. So, like, you know, that's that's the argument. I don't know if you have to do that, like – like if you even if you like stack like the Giants because we like the Giants side more than the Rockies. Spoiler alert! Um, like if if you even if you stack the Giants, like you can still you can play Yaz at whatever his ridiculous price is and still get like Valdez Limblum or Valdez Anderson or Plezik Anderson. Like so that's the thing. Like I don't think you're gonna have to do that. Um, I'm with you. I don't love um, Colorado. So, like, I don't know if I'd game stack it, like, with that qu- answer in Donnie's question. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would, like, game stack that game. But, like, say if you want to go, like, Giants-Braves and you need that salary, I get it. Like, if you want to go, like, two top-end, like, two strong four-team, four-man stacks. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think – I don't think I'd do it, Dean. I, I don't think um, – like, I trust Gaussman enough not to get blown up in this spot. So, like, I don't think I need to do it. If you love the Rockies and Giants stack and those are the two pitchers you end up on, yeah. go for it. Like, go for it. I'm not going to talk you off of it. I'm just making the counter argument that I don't think you need it. I, I agree with that point. Uh, and like you said, it's not that much more for Valdez. Valdez, you know, kind of some walk issues in the last couple of years, 11%. That's not great as far as the number of the case. 22.4% as far as the last two seasons. But – you know, if we jump to just this year alone, 26% Ks, the walk rate is much better at 5.8%. And this is a Texas team that doesn't walk. And uh, there is some contact hitters for your, uh, on this side for what it's worth. There's also plenty of Ks and Gallo, Tavares, the young kid looks overmatched so far, Guzman as well. You know, it's a small sample as far as the Ks too. But um, And that's another one where the W feels like it's on layaway, minus 278 as far as the Astros today. Just go five or six innings. Uh, and the price on DK, 8.1K, just seems wrong. If, if this feels like it should be higher. And again, uh, like some cheapies, Pilar is 3.2K. Well, there's a couple of the Cubs. Like you talked about it, Hayward. Hayward cracked the lineup, I assume, right? 2.3K versus Chad Cool, And he's actually been competent this year, Jason Hayward. Good for him um, because, you know, he's been rough the last couple of years. Nice bounce back so far. Uh, and, like, it's just so easy. It, it, so if people are new to baseball this year, uh, DK – it was really, really hard to find like actual, you know, 
real live hitters that are in the lineup at like 2.5 or 2.8 or 2.7. And when it would happen, those guys would be popular. But now they stretch the, the ceiling up to like guys that are 6K a little more often. But there's so many guys that are in the two fives, the threes. Like you said, you can get anything you want. That's just the nature of building lineups these days on DK. I'm going to answer that question in chat. Um, Jimmy, not Jimmy, um, J3, don't play Lester. There, I answered your question. Yeah, I wouldn't play Lester. Like, why? Like, what's the best? He can go like seven. He's all, like, if things are going well and Babbitt's on his side, he can go seven innings, but he's probably not going to strike out more than like four guys. Like, he could do don't that. Don't play him. Yeah. Like, there, um, there's no reason to play him tonight. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I, he's not on my radar, and I think I'm pretty sure he's too expensive too, for what it's worth. No, but. yeah, he's a, he's like a, a guy that doesn't like. Even if he doesn't get blown up here, he scores like 16 points, 17 points. Like he's just he's pitching to contact, trying to generate ground balls. Um, like he's so expensive. Like it's more that. Like the matchup is fine. It's against yeah. Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. It's a good ballpark for pitchers, but like. You're not gonna. You're not. You're likely. I will say likely not going to win a tournament with Lester because he really doesn't have a ceiling. It's not John Lester from four or five years ago where he he attacked hitters and tried to strike people out. The way you want to win a tournament with John Lester is if everybody else that like it just blows up around him and he's like just you need a you need two home like runs an from every guy like in your lineup. <laughs> two um, home runs from every guy that you put in your lineup and you might win a tournament with Lester. The chat's pointing out. I mentioned. I mentioned uh, Hayward. Ben Gamble's two point six k leading off for Milwaukee. Like it's just those are the things that unlock everything you want as far as the hitters. So that's why you don't necessarily have to spend down at the pitchers. All right, uh, give me a summary as far as arms. We'll talk about bats in a second. No, I think we're on the same page. Um, I think we're both very high on Valdez. Um, I do. We both think that Lindblom is a cheap option. Love um, Anderson for large field tournaments. Love Plesic for large field tournaments. And, like, you got to respect how good Aaron Nola has pitched this season. So, if you want to take the most talented pitcher on the slate, it's probably Aaron Nola. So, um, I think it's a day where I'm going to have a very tight pool when it comes to pitching. Um, you kind of, like, you talked about Urias really quick. Um, you can make an argument, a little slight, very slight argument for him on FanDuel, like if you're playing like a $5 or a $3, whatever their big tournament is today, that's very top heavy. He's 7.3 K over there. He pitched really well against Arizona already once this season. You, you worry about like how deep he'll go, but like the matchup's fantastic. He's just too expensive on DraftKings. No, Mar- oh, no stalling Marte. There's, there's only one Marte left. Uh, stalling was created for the Marlins. If you guys missed it, seasonal, he's the one in that lineup. All right. Uh, let's talk about catchers. Is it just a punt and move on situation? By the way, we didn't mention Patrick Corbin, which it seems weird. Just give him a shout-out. Like, in theory, there's some upside. We've seen it in the past, but I'm not really on Corbin. Uh, I was going to say Rimoto is interesting for tournaments. Uh, I'm not saying Corbin's bad. He's one of the better pitchers pitching today, but it's just he doesn't really fit the slate for me. You, you feel free to touch on that if you want to and then talk about some catchers. Yeah, like I did say on expert survey today that, like, you know, that question where like, who are you most afraid to be underweight on? It's Corbin. Like that is for me. Like, I don't, I don't have interest in Corbin today. And if he does really well, like I'll get crushed. Um, I'm more likely to stack or take a couple power bats against Corbin than I am to play him. But um, as far as like catchers go, like, I think you can definitely pay up for like a, a grand doll or Travis Darno, even like a Gary Sanchez today. Um, you know, it really comes down to like 
how much salary cap do you have when you're done building? Um, catcher is like a last in possession for me. Like you can go down. There's like what five catchers under 2.2 K today. <laughs> so like there's plenty of punts that you can play um, at catcher today. Stallings is probably one of my favorites. Um, 2.7 K going up against John Lester pitch to contact. This guy's a big contact hitter. You're going to get balls in play with Stallings, um, whether it's a single or a double, likely not home runs. Um, you know, so like that's interesting. But like my favorite like pay up option is probably Grandal. Um, again, you're going to hear me talk about the White Sox a lot. Um, I'm not a huge Michael Pineda fan. He tends to groove fastballs over the middle of the plate and they tend to go over the fence. Um, so I do like the White Sox today. But, yeah, I think catcher is just one of those positions where wherever you end up, you're probably in the – like, there's no catcher that's going to be chalk, right? Like, um, I guess I could pull up projected ownership really quick, but um, – I don't think so. Uh, maybe Joey Bart, maybe? Joey Bart's 19%. Like, sure, I get it. Um, I get why, but, yeah, I don't – I don't think I, I will have any Bart. Maybe one team um, – like I have, I have a team that I really like with a brave stack on DraftKings, and like I'm still debating on who the catcher is going to be. Um, I might play Bart just because he's going to be popular. Um, because my secondary stack is going to be like two percent out. Yeah, we got the. I don't mind doing the Bart man. Like you said, nineteen percent is a little too high, ideally, but I'm okay with that. Four uh, K in, in cores. Gray has had his struggles historically, more so against lefties and against righties, but still, um, you know, in four ABs on layaway uh, in cores almost definitely. If things are going really well, you get five, you're locked into those nine uh, nine innings for the, for the road team, no matter how well things are going. Uh, but it's it's a want spurts of needs situation for me. You know, a, a catcher is the last man I'm putting in basically in my lineups, and I'll see what I have. But I don't I, I want I want to get Real Tamuto. I want to get Darno, but I don't need them. That's sort of where I'm at. Uh, how about first base? Because first base feels like a, a position it, you can't usually first base is like, oh, didn't first base used to be good? What happened to first base? But today. You know, you got you got uh, Belt in Coors Field. You got Alonzo against Wojbaum. You got Santana versus Matt Harvey. You got Freeman against that terrible Boston bullpen. Um, yeah, it, it's like we could, we could keep going, but at the top, those are my four favorite. Um, and I'm having a hard time deciding. That's another one of those where it's like, I guess whichever one fits the rest of the lineup is where I'm going to land. What say you? Oh, man. Um, who's in the stack? Like Braves, I'll play Freeman. Mets, like Dom Smith is easier because like you can play Dom Smith in the outfield and you can still get Alonzo. Um, so like it's easier to make that stack work finally. Brandon Belt's your like cash game first baseman. Um, like nobody can argue that. Like he's four point two K. Um it's too cheap. DraftKings forgot that the Giants were going to course today. Um, <laughs> like all those guys are like ridiculous. So Except for Yastrzemski. Um, they remember for Yastrzemski for some reason. But he's been that expensive, though. Like, yeah. he's been the best hitter on the team. Um, so, yeah, I think you could play just about anybody you want. Oh, I think I just lost your audio. Is that my end or your end? Can you hear me? I had to sneeze, and it won't come oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking really fast because, like, I felt it coming, and, like, I muted myself, and it never came out. But, yeah, like – Freeman's probably my favorite for tournaments, um, but belts your cash game play. Really, you're probably going to be playing the first baseman in your stack on most teams today. Um, 
If you want a low-owned like tournament upside play, Nunez from Baltimore. Gerardo is not good. Um, I think Baltimore is so sneaky today, and nobody is going to play them. Um, so yeah, I was going to guess that you were going to say uh, Bellinger or Rizzo are currently projected at six percent each, respectively. And it's not because they're bad; it's just because there's better plays today. Um, but for sure, Rizzo, you can roll out there versus cool. I know it's not the greatest ballpark for homers in Pittsburgh. I think it's a little more homer friendly for lefties and righties. Correct me if I'm wrong as far as the ballpark stuff in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, yeah it's worse for righty power, better for lefty power. It's still not great. Like, there's, yeah. every, like anybody you want to play at first base, you can play. It, it is loaded indeed. What about second base, the keystone position? It's not loaded. Spoiler alert. It's, second base is not good. It's the opposite of loaded. Um, is this just a salary saver because, um, you know, we're, we're considering a salary cap restrictions or do we spend up, up on a guy like Hero? We spend up on a guy like Brandon Lau. What are we doing here? Really quick, um, um, chat, Mark, um, Freeman only 200 more than Bell on FanDuel. Play them both. There you go. <laughs> Simple. They're both um, really good plays. And then what about Santana versus Harvey? Yeah, like there's there's so many first basemen. Um, as far as like second base goes, like Cano would be my favorite. Um, like I think Cano, like I don't think people realize like how good Cano has been this year. Um, like he's been fantastic. So when healthy, he's been really good. I think he's like the guy. Um, that like we're gonna see. I think Jeff McNeil is gonna be really popular. Um, he's really cheap, super cheap. And, yeah, like facing Wojcicki. Um, so like. Either one of those guys, um, like, yeah, it's kind of the guys that I have, Dean. I don't want to like talk up a bunch of second basemen. Like, I'm playing, I'm playing Cano and you know McNeil. I, oh, I do have a Flores team, so like, but he's not facing a lefty, so you can't play. I'm told you can only play him against lefties. Is that not true? Oh, it's course. <laughs> you can break these rules. <laughs> Uh, McNeil's like two five on Fanduel, which kind of makes things work. If you need a a cheapy three four on DK, is perfectly fine as well too. Uh, he's been kind of hot and cold this year, but I mean Solano at four seven is not necessarily ideal. I, I'm going to be a little less chorus in the field, I think. I mean, I'm not here to discourage the Giants, but if they're going to be super chalky over everybody else, I'm probably not on that in my tournaments. Uh, just because like the pivots are really strong and they're really good. Uh, and sure, if the Giants go out there and put up a ten spot, I'm in trouble, but don't think that happens. Uh, it's Kiki Hernandez. We know what Dodger Alonso just said. I imagine he's going to crack it, but three nine is you know about what he should be, I suppose. What's up with Altuve? I don't know. Maybe today's the day, but I mean, I'm sure you can. There's some theories. I'm at chat's going to. How long until chat mentions uh you know garbage cans? Uh, Cesar Hernandez just leading off on Fanduel is a nice price against Matt Harvey, and it's funny. Like Matt Harvey, you're only getting two at bats against them, right? At most, some of these guys, he's not going to go beyond like four. I don't think. And if things are going well, maybe he goes to five and you're in trouble anyway. But Harvey, I don't think, has made it into the fourth inning yet this year. It's not been good. He's just – yeah, I mean, good for him for making the effort. I appreciate it. Um, he probably has got a bunch of money and he's just, you know, trying to like – he wants to like he's, – he's athletically competitive. Uh, doesn't need – he's not getting paid. Like, well, he's getting paid. He's making the league minimum, I assume. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate the effort. But uh, he probably shouldn't be in the majors anymore. All right, you got anything else at second base? Hira at 3-2 on Fando, I like, by the way. That's a good play. Uh, what else do you have for me at second? Are we moving on? We're talking third base, right? We're talking third base. Yeah, we're moving on. Like I And, like, 
third base, you're gonna you're gonna see so much ownership on Nolan Arenado because of like how scarce the position is. Um, like Jose Ramirez, I'm, fan- I'm, I'm I'm refreshing. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Maybe we can show it on the screen using our lineup HQ. Uh, because I'm curious. I didn't think Arenado was going to be that super popular. By the way, this is a good time to mention, Stevie. I apologize. I should have mentioned earlier. Tomorrow, NFL is around the corner. Tomorrow, there is a show at 1 o'clock, the NFL lineup Q&A show with Blender and Tambo. They'll take you guys all through the uh, lineup HQ and show you how to work it as far as putting lineups NFL. We're like nine days away from opening kickoff on Thursday. Take it away. What do you have for me at third base? Yeah, I think Nolan Arenado is going to be – like super chalk um like we have him projected at 30 percent. we have lingori at 27 percent. that's 57 percent um dean so like if you're not playing those two guys you can pretty much play whoever you want at third base ownership wise um jose ramirez against harvey obviously is a great play um you know like devers i know anderson like we talked about anderson like devers is probably the one guy that like worries me the most but um i like austin riley as well like i think that you know, this is a cheap. great spot for what's that? He's cheap. Yeah, like you know, salary is not really like the thing that like you're <laughs> super worried about on the slate. But yeah, like Austin Riley, and then like if you really need a cheap bat, you can play Yoshi um, from Tampa going up against Tanaka. Um, a lot of hard contact in that matchup. Like if he's not striking out, there's a good chance that like hard contact is made. So. I, I think, like, if you're not playing Arenado or Longoria, like, don't look into ownership too much on this slate and just kind of play the guys that you like. Yeah, I mean, Gaussman can be reverse splitsy, so I understand the Arenado. It's course field, obviously, six total. I'm probably more likely going to be on Jose Ramirez. Maybe that's contrarian. I don't know. According to our ownership projection, like you said, Arenado is currently at 30%. Ramirez is currently at 14%. This is DK-specific. Uh, Chris Bryant's back in our world. Just, you know, worth noting. He's playing baseball this evening. Uh, 10% is, is his current projection. And Riley is like, what, 2, 3, or 2, 5 on Fandle? Uh, I think he's 2, two 5. And I'm, uh, the other guy I'm thinking of, uh, the outfielder, is 2, 5, uh, 2, 3, Duval. Uh, we played both those guys yesterday. It worked out for us. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, ba- I'm happy to go back to those guys if I need salary savers. More so on Fandle than on DK because DK – Chris Bryant's back too. Yeah. Hey, I said that. You weren't listening to me. The score is 1-1. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have the rubber match at some point later on in the show in the next eight minutes we're going to yield uh soon enough to crunch time you got uh, kevin roth chief meteorologist telling you what's going down weatherwise and of course cheese is good go to goats two-time millionaire winner we'll give you all the uh baseball information you guys need up to lock jump back to shortstop what do you have for me um sorry i was building a game stack of baltimore new york on fanduel just because like it kind of went together well so um swanson uh, like i think he is like one of the top options him and lindor um i like tim anderson against pineda like shortstop's a position that i think you're paying up for on the slate um yeah there are some cheap options at shortstop that you can play um i think we'll see pretty pretty decent ownership from like um him jimenez from new york but like Shortstop is a position on this slate that I want to pay for. Anderson, Turner, Lindor, Swanson, um, Carlos Correa, Javi Baez, like all those guys. I want to pay up at shortstop. Like I think shortstop is a position that like you save some money at catcher or you save some money elsewhere. Like we have a ton of cheap outfielders. Like you pay up at shortstop tonight. Do we have a tool? We do. We have Slate IQ, right, that says what the most likely popular – uh, ownership's going to be from a, from a stack perspective. Is that correct? 
Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can show that. They're asking about it in chat, but uh, I'm not sure if Devin can pull it off on the, on the flyer. You can't either. But uh, that's definitely a thing that we have. I don't have it up in front of me, unfortunately. Oh, there it is. It's on the screen, Stevie. Are you watching the screen? I don't have the screen up in front of me. So Good job, Dean. <laughs> My computer has been scuffling these days. It's on his last legs. It's like two years old. What's going on here, Mac? But, uh, yeah, what, what are we seeing as far as the most popular stacks, according to Slate IQ? I'm trying to pull it up, Dean. Oh, I, I, just, bought, <laughs> I just bought some time. Wait, you're not watching the screen either? No, I'm not. Like I, I'm, I usually share the screen. Like I'm the one that's usually sharing the screen. Well, but, you called um, me out for doing the exact same thing you're, you're not doing. <laughs> listen, I, I got, I got on the show late. Um, Understood. Uh, let's see, paying up at what position today? Salary by position. As you're doing it, I should say we have a few umpire stuff out there. I only, I'm only really concerned with the extremes. Uh, some new series starting, so we don't have all the umpire data. Once you get one, you know they all rotate. You can figure out the next day. It's pretty easy. Uh, we have one extreme uh, pitcher's umpire. I'm sorry, hitter's umpire uh, for Corbin and Nola, for what it's worth. So a hitter's umpire for Nola and Corbin. Did that buy you enough time? Yeah, outfield one and two, um, first base, and then shortstop. W- what? Outfield one and two, first Wait. base, then shortstop. What was the question I asked? I, I, what was I was I asking? Which, you asked uh, me where people are going to spend their their money today. And... Oh no, I was saying which stack as far as most popular stacks as a collective. Do we have, do we not? We oh, have that, don't we? yeah, we have that. Okay. I thought you were asking like um, <laughs> most popular most popular stack on the field today is the Giants, followed by the Rockies. Okay, fair enough. That, that's yeah, we kind of sort of kind of could have guessed that, I suppose, but. I think it, this, the slate is also pretty spread out. We'll just play what you want, I think. Uh, I don't think any stack's going to be too heavily owned. Maybe that's maybe I'm wrong, but I like a lot of stuff. So I, I'm perfectly fine moving away from something if I think it's going to be too chalky. Uh, give me some outfitters you like. Um, all right, so my top play on the entire slate is Eloy um, Jimenez. I talked about this on the podcast. Um, he, like – he profiles amazing against Michael Pineda. Like Pineda throws fastball slider over like 93% of the time against righties um, dating back to like 2017 and small sample size. We haven't had him and as a lot in the bigs, um, but like everything that like we've seen from him is like, he crushes, um, you know, this, these pitches. So I love him today. Like I'm telling you, he's like my top guy. I have him as much as I could actually get him into lineups today. Um, so love him. Um, I like Yaz. Like, I think you you definitely can pay up for Yaz on this slate. I think there's plenty of ways to make it happen. Love the Braves outfielders. Love the Mets outfielders. Conforto's way yeah. too cheap across the industry. Um, Josh Naylor on DraftKings um, is really interesting. He's super cheap. But, like, I like Tyler Nyquin on, you know, DraftKings as well just as much. Um, he's like 2.6K. And, like, he's been crushing the ball. Like, he's batting over 340 um, over the last 10 games. So, I think that he's an interesting, like, pivot off of the cheap guys. And I had Slate IQ up, so I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Um, Brantley. Brantley's the other cheap guy, right? Or And Jason yeah, Gamble. Hayward. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you mentioned Gamble or not. Gamble's really cheap. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you can, it's so easy to make this stuff work as far as uh, you basically can get you, you the premium bats. And it's interesting because I was going to make the point um it's really easy to get whatever bat you want we have the boomstick nelly cruz against a lefty nelson cruz yeah and he's two percent projected owned like what up with that i mean is that just weird i think it's just like 
there's so many guys like you you forget right like <laughs> I, i'm looking i'm looking at my sheet from the podcast last night and like it says nelson cruz like that was one of the guys that like made sure i wrote down so and i don't think i put him on any team that i built yeah he's only well, 6.2k but again we don't care like if we have the salary we do just play him uh yeah. again not necessarily in your one lineup or your two lineups but if you're playing 10 get him in one get him at least one come on uh, and I'm with you. I, mean, I think uh, somebody was asking in the chat about that Chicago stack, and uh, Minnesota's got a solid bullpen. But if you get the Pineda, you know if the score is six one in the fifth, they're not going to roll out their best arms. Like they're not going to use their best arms on you. Uh, like you mentioned, Naylor at two K uh, on DK. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying to remember. I was reading Cheese's article today, and I wish I had it up in front of me. I should be better prepared. But I think Kansas City only has like one, maybe two lefties in their bullpen. Is it one? And their lefties recently worked as well too, for what it's worth. And you know this is going to turn into a bullpen game. Like even if Harvey's pitching well, he's not going beyond five. Uh, and Cleveland does, you know, do, they do like the hook sometimes as far as their outfielders, the lefty righty stuff. But uh, who is who's still lurking? Who's the guy on the bench? Uh, Luplo is available, which is somewhat concerning if the situation calls for it. But hey, he's super cheap. Give me your favorite stacks. Give me a guy that's going to homer before we step aside and make way for crunch time. I did not realize that Miguel Sano is batting leadoff for Minnesota today. For what it's worth, I um, love that. That's awesome uh favorite stack for me today is atlanta like by far like i love the braves today um braves giants white Sox, mets um like i I think all these guys are fantastic plays um and then like jimenez i I just said like i think he's the guy um framil reyes hits a home run today as well too oh framil hits one off of uh, matt harvey like that's happening he seems like the kind of guy he's gonna take advantage of uh, wounded matt harvey all right, we got to step aside. We got to make way for crunch time. You got the cheese is good. You got the Kevin Roth, Chief Mineralogist, on what's going on weatherwise. He was Stevie. I was Dean. This was baseball. Like and subscribe. We're out of here. Holler. Holler.